I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. Hello, I'm recording this on December 28th as our year very much winds down. And I thought it was a good time to do a little bit of a check-in and perfect timing with the new year coming to think about or talk about New Year's resolutions, that sort of vibe. I feel like I had a big year in the sense of learning a lot and clarity that I've been really seeking the past few years felt like it was starting to come through. And I feel like the three things that really got brought home to me was nothing really matters if you're not happy. That if you're chasing something because you think it's going to make something happen or you're trying to please someone because they think you think that that'll make them stay or whatever. But if you, if you're not happy, if it's not just kind of flowing, if it's not just sort of working, like that imagined future is probably not going to arrive. And that is something that I really felt like I had a lot of like kind of (laughs) confrontations about and finally something about the lesson really worked for me that I started to see it and sort of get it and see that how that's related to a second thing I felt like I learned a lot about this year which is permission and you put yourself in a little bit of a dangerous position If you're always seeking permission or you're waiting for permission, and I I don't mean like literally you, the listener, I mean all of us, that if you go around and sort of say, you know, if you're wondering about going back to school or switching careers or ending a relationship, like any of that big stuff that I think that we can get a little bit freaked out, like, am I allowed to do this? It can be helpful, I think, for someone to validate our desire or say like, yeah, I could see why you're not happy or I could see why you want to do that or whatever. But really, it's going to come down to ourselves and that we have to give ourselves permission. And permission is really, I think, tricky, you know, happiness, permission, such chill things I was learning about this year. And it's just funny to me, these things that we have to come back to over and over and over again. And I've talked about this on other episodes, but my third thing I felt like early, I came into the year knowing it about myself and was already somewhat practicing it, but I really started to understand what it meant and to feel it differently. I think because I had learned a little bit more about embodiment, but this was regarding myself as an artist and that I can't 
ask people, you know, like, what do you want me to do? Or what would you like? Do you want more tarot? Do you want more this? Do you want more that? Like, I am someone who's like pretty open to feedback. I grew up in a home and a household with a lot of feedback. My schooling had a lot of feedback. Like, it's not something that is particularly threatening to me or anything. And I do find value in it. However, it can't be what steers and directs us. You know, I've learned a lot that I really have to trust and figure out all the various ways I get in my own way and prevent myself from taking action because I'm scared. Like just straight up, I'm gonna call myself out. It's all the self-doubt stuff. It's all the like, who am I? Or what's the point? Or why should I put this out there? And I was just in a lyric essay class with Kate Devine, who is awesome. And everyone should take it. I think she has another round starting in late January. I won't be in that one, but I'm in a different thing she's doing. So maybe our paths will cross. But it was really clarifying for me and some of the ways in which I think, I mean, I listen, I'm speaking to the the female perspective because that's what I know. I have no clue what the, the experience is for male identifying people or our non-binary friends. So I don't want to say you're excluded from this conversation. I just want to be clear in that I don't know how to speak to it. And I would be curious to hear what your experience is. So please let me know. But that being said, I, in this class with Kate and reading a lot of um, Melissa Phoebos' work, I realized how much women are taught to question and doubt themselves, which is not exactly a hot take. However, I don't think I really understood how much I've internalized that and how much it affects the the creative work I want to do, how much I question myself, how hard I am on myself. Learned a lot about perfectionism, and y'all are going to get to hear an episode with therapist and author of a book on perfectionism, um, Catherine Morgan Schaffler. A lot of her book, much like Melissa Phoebos's work, is just sort of exploding my brain of all these different ways in which, you know, we're all sort of tamping ourselves down and, t- and taking our way ourselves away from our true desire, you know, from whatever that is, whether that's a drive to excel, whether that's a drive to create or whatever. And I do think women are discouraged in a lot of ways and it feels really unsafe that even, you know, it's like, it's been really interesting to me, like even just dumb shit I've done, you know, like how radical that's been perceived, like by friends and acquaintances. Like I, you know, I went to Italy for a month, which yeah, like I'm not saying that that's not like kind of a wild thing to do. I, I agree. I understood some of the reactions, but I think in some ways what people were reacting to was the permission I was giving myself that I didn't have to do this big like hoopla song and dance about why I was going. I wanted to go because, you know, I hadn't traveled in several years and I really felt called to do so. And I still don't know what fully the point of that trip was, except in some ways it was like, to allow myself to return to myself. It was to give myself what I needed. There was some voice deep within me that was saying, I want to go to Italy and I want to go for a month. I don't know why. I don't know why that was the request that came from my inner self, but I learned a lot by honoring it. I 
feel very different since I came back. I feel a lot more like myself. I felt an increase in my like vitality. And let's be real, like it's a huge fucking privilege, you know? I did save. I did put money aside. I did work things out. I mean, I knew I wanted to do that in March. And that was part of why I didn't go until September. It was like give myself time to save money and plan and work with, you know, work my business so that I could essentially, you know, not work for a month. So it wasn't without some finagling and organizing, but it was a really powerful lesson for me about, you know, just honoring, giving myself something I wanted and doing it without a lot of justification or fanfare. And in the process of getting ready for Italy, I was dealing with a lot of health stuff. I was on a medication that was making me really, really sick. And that was another thing for me about really listening to my body and deciding to go off it and sort of approach things in a different direction, work with a different medical team, because I was just like, I don't fucking care what these people are telling me. Like, I feel horrible. I know what my lived experience is. I was basically crazy nauseous and just felt awful for like about a year, to be honest. I was just dealing with a lot of gastric stuff, which, you know, doesn't make you feel super cool. Doesn't make you feel really capable. Shout out to the chronic illness community because it sucks. God, it sucks to not feel good. But it was interesting for me working on some of these things to give myself permission to sort of treat myself more as an of an artist versus a brand, you know, and to start disentangling some of these things and really seeing some stuff that had gotten a little sticky and a little caught, you know, I think in my being that didn't belong to me, you know, was a lot of conditioning stuff and giving myself the permission to just go, I rebuke thee, you know, like this is not me. This is not what I want. This is not what I'm into. Now, looking to the year ahead. So something I started doing a couple years ago that I highly recommend for everybody is and this obviously depends on like, you know yourself best, you know how you operate best, you know what serves you best. So everything I'm saying, you know, put it through that lens. Remember that. Remember you're the expert of you. But it, I say fuck New Year resolutions because the definition of a resolution, a firm decision to do or not to do something the quality of being determined or resolute. All right. In general, I think it's important for us to have boundaries, even with ourselves. I mean, I, th I don't think it surprises anyone to know I'm a boundary-loving gal. It is important to have boundaries, and it's important for us not to you know, self-abandon or self-betray. I, those are things I've also learned a lot about. Uh, self-abandonment is really difficult to come back from. And I think I'm probably going to do an episode on values because I've been thinking a lot about values, but that's to come. But it's something that I've been sitting down and trying to get clear on because it's like I have this vague sense in my head, you know, because I know that where I tend to go wrong is when I am self-betraying or self-abandoning. And However, I think that if if you tend towards rebellion, if you're somebody that if someone says you can't have it, you're like, I'll show you, then I think resolutions 
tee up that cycle. You know what I mean? I'm saying that as if y'all can <laughs> respond back. Totally sane over here. Anyway, so I, this is why I think you have to be careful. If there's anything in your sort of being that you're prone to like a binge restricts, you know, cycle. If you're someone who says, you know, no more TV at night, we're just going to read. And then you're like, oh my God, I lasted two days. And then I just watched Netflix until, you know, my brain oozed out my ears. Like if you're somebody who tends to be a binge restrictor or you're rebellious. You know, the second someone you're like, you know, I'm going to quit smoking on, you know, January 1st. And so right now you're smoking like 12 packs a day. My God, the idea of smoking 12 packs of cigarettes. I smoked cigarettes when I was in Berlin the other week. And I feel like it took me like two weeks to recover. Like, listen, no judgment, live your lives. But I definitely need to accept that I have aged out of the smoking game. We should all age out of it, to be honest. And the vaping. Don't do the vaping. If you can avoid nicotine, like avoid it. It was very hard for me to quit. Like just just avoid it if you can. Um, your skin, your bod, your wallet, all of it will thank you. Anyway, if you were like, I'm going to quit smoking on January 1st, but have noticed that your like usage has escalated, like the whole resolution thing may not be for you, you know? So I'm similar. And I would also too, like, I remember years ago, I walked into therapy and was like, I've made a list of my new year's resolutions. And she was like a list. And I was like, mm hmm. And I was like, would you like to hear it? And she was like, sure. And I read her this list. And I don't think I'm exaggerating when I think like 25 to 30 things were on it. And she was like, you're going to do all this? And I was like, mm-hmm. And she's like, in one year? And I was like, yep, totes. Totes are. Yeah, it's very doable. And she was like, uh, yeah, this is crazy. And this is very punitive. And this is very, like, this is not good, you know? And I, I didn't believe her at that time. I was like, no. And then I was like, oh, wait, it actually kind of is. You know, it is not coming from the best place to sort of issue this challenge to yourself to become a totally different person. You know, that's not really coming from a place of kindness and compassion. And something that I'm becoming more and more secure in my sureness about is that the only way we evolve or make any changes is out of kindness and compassion. And people will fight me on this and I will fight you right back. And but if you really think about it, sure, maybe you've made changes because someone like shamed you or things got brought up or it was uncomfortable, or whatever. But what let you actually do it and do the work and stick with it was probably some form of like loving kindness and compassion towards yourself. Anyway, I digress. But if you are trying to make yourself become a new person because of an arbitrary date, I think that's our first sign that we're not doing something loving and we're not doing something that's probably going to work. But it's giving you some information about where to look, where to investigate, where is the discomfort in your life, where is the tension, where do you need to be with yourself in a different way. And that I find super helpful. I also think two things that were given to me that work a lot better is rather than thinking of a resolution, to think of an intention. And what is an intention? A thing intended, an aim, or plan. 
Oh, this is interesting. Medicine, the healing process of a wound. I didn't even know that, y'all. I Oxford languages being a little bit of an oracle, but that's often, I think, when, what we're trying to do with these resolutions or these intentions. We're essentially trying to heal something. We're we're trying to evolve. We're trying to get our. We're trying to grow. We're trying to get ourselves somewhere else. I think that it's a much more helpful and productive process to set New Year's intentions or to even think of a word that you're going to use to come back to for that year. And I've been doing that for a couple years now and have found it really, really helpful and really powerful. And it can be, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, sometimes I I do have a literal, you know, one word, like one year I had kindness, another year I did clarity, you know, and it just really helps me of like asking myself when I'm, you know, doing different things or making different moves, you know, asking myself, is this in alignment with the intention I have for myself? You know, is this choice or taking this class or doing this thing like, and it, you know, and sometimes it's not, which is fine. You know, like not everything, like I'm not going to live and die by my intention for the year, but it's something I generally do best with some guardrails, you know, I do best with a little bit of like, who knows what the fuck 2023 has in store for us, you know, but mine, and I'm recording this to hold myself accountable, but mine as someone who's been working sort of on some of my avoidance and stuff is face it, you know, I've been dealing with some stuff with like both my health and my apartment. And I, it's funny, I opened up a bit with my family over Christmas and was just kind of like, and I was just really honest with my mom. And I said, there's something about dealing with this stuff with my apartment that, you know, just, it makes all of my learning disabilities just really fire. And I get really overwhelmed and I just shut down. And I was like, even having this conversation is hard for me because I'm really, I'm really tempted to shut down. And she was like, I can see that and that's okay. And I'm going to help you, you know? And I would say that's a little bit, not that my mom hasn't helped me. She does cool things, but I don't think I'm always honest about where I really need help and support, you know? And I think it comes out in other places or I can be needy in different ways. And it felt really good in, you know, like I had seen, I think it was on like We Urban or somebody on Instagram and it was like 2023 is the year of facing things. And I thought that's what I need, you know? And I started looking at the stuff I think in 2022 of like, what am I afraid to face and why am I afraid to face it? You know, what is some of this discomfort like you know when I do double down like why you know like and I started looking at some of that and better understanding it about myself and understanding some of the stuff of like why certain other things are hard for me it's interesting the way that it's evolved for me but so my 2023 is about facing it face it I think we'll see I might add some more things in there who knows but I'm really trying or I am asking myself when I have the desire to run away, to build up my ability to 
stay and face it, whatever that means. You know, if it's being honest, if it's asking for help, if it's admitting I fucked up, like whatever, you know, whatever it is. There's a certain level of peace that I want to feel in my life. And when you're not facing things, I think it's difficult to feel that peace, you know? And so I think if I can challenge myself to face it more, I think more of the peace I'm after will arrive, you know? I think they go hand in hand. And that that's sort of where I'm at. And if I see the writing on the wall that where the universe or whoever, God, whatever you want to say, my own soul is leading me in what it wants me to do for myself and, and to evolve, I think it is like face things and then you'll feel better. You know, it really isn't that much more complicated. Now, something else someone told me many moons ago that I offer y'all that I think is really helpful in thinking about what you want from the next year is how do you want to feel this time next year? What experiences do you want to have had? What do you want more of? What, what kind of people do you want in your life? You know, something that made me really emotional recently is I let a lot of friendships go this year and it sucked. It was hard. It was a real exercise in trust and it was a real exercise. I say all the time, magic loves avoid. And I felt really tasked with believing and trusting my own medicine. And I did feel a sense of, I felt like a lot of 2022 for me was letting go and surrendering and, and trusting and just being like, you don't have to cling to things and people and situations that aren't the right fit out of fear that nothing else is going to come. Magic loves a void. And a big place that this showed up for me was in friendships and relationships. And I didn't like it. It was confusing at times. I didn't understand things at times. I didn't understand why the way I felt about people had changed as well. Like I certainly by all means do not have it figured out. I'm not trying to, you know, preach in any way of, yes, I felt this peace as I, you know, let go or blew up friendships. Like, no, I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing, but I trusted that like this doesn't feel good. And I've tried to communicate. It was a lot of people where it's like, they're not bad people. There's nothing obviously wrong. It's not like, oh, she, you know, she's toxic or this person sucks. Like none of that shit. It's just more like, I don't really feel seen by this person. And I've communicated, you know, like ways I'd like to be seen or feel seen or whatever. It's like everything just feels fucking hard and life is hard enough. So you don't need to have friendships with people where it feels hard. He was just sort of trusting that. And and I got to say, I'm going to shout out one friend in particular, Ashley. Ashley's tried to be my friend for a long time. And it wasn't for you know, like any reason that like we weren't being friends. I was just like busy and like in my shit, you know, and God bless her. She kept trying. She kept like reaching out, being like sliding into my DMs and stuff. And I remember this vividly. I was like feeling sorry for myself. And I was like, you know, I've let go of all these friends. I feel like I have no friends anymore, which is not true. Like I was being so fucking dramatic. But anyway, and I was like, well, you literally have these other people that are trying to be your friend that you don't really give the time or space that, you know, they deserve or maybe warrant to investigate like 
if there's friendship there, why don't you do it? And now like Ashley and I become friends. She's introduced me to other people. And I, you know, had said to her and, and another um, mutual friend, Catherine, who you're going to hear on the pod in January. I was like, do y'all want to do a new year's ladies brunch? And they were like, oh, we love that. You know? And I was like, this is so nice. You know, like it may have taken like all year, literally, <laughs> to see some signs of improvement or some signs of change or newness or whatever. But I felt so immensely grateful for it. I feel like sometimes this time this time of year can be a little sad and, you know, it, you can take stock and feel a little like you didn't do anything or whatever. But I feel excited for 2023 for all of us. I feel encouraged. It feels like the first year in a long time that like there is some excitement of freshness or not excitement maybe, but hope, you know, like I have a lot of hope for all of us of what the new year can bring. And I haven't felt that in several years, you know, like the pandemic was just so hard and we've all been through a lot. And I've said to people that I think everybody got some sort of like pandemic Demi surprise of something they learned or experienced during it that like sucked was their extra layer on the layer of you know surviving a pandemic a global pandemic anyway it felt like this nice moment of normalcy and a nice moment to pause and be like it worked like you trusted it. And who knows? Like, will I I walk off into the friendship sunset with, with Ashley? Like, who knows? I don't know. But I'm grateful that she kept trying to pursue friendship with me. And I'm grateful that I woke up at one point and realized, like, this is someone who's putting an effort, like, who's doing all these things that you want in friendship and you have all these interests. So, like, why don't you take, like, the fucking baton she's extending, you bing bong, you know? Like, join the relay race. And I'm glad I did. And I'm glad that this thing that has been a source of tension for me this year of, like, you know, I care a lot about friendships. We've talked, you know, Nina and I talked a lot about friendships on the pod. It's a thing that comes up over and over and over again. I am glad that I feel, you know, like I'm grateful for that story shifting a bit. I'm grateful I took stock last year and thought there's a lot of my friendships and relationships that are not working for me. There's a lot of people I've built up a lot of resentment for and stuff and like not blaming, not, it's not about that. It's not even really about the people. It's not even really about the friendships. The point for me was it wasn't working and I wasn't doing anything. And that is on me. And I'm glad that I did do some things and I'm glad that I've gotten to a slightly different place. You know, I'm seeing some shifts. I don't really care so much about the final destination. Like I don't care whether or not I have like five besties or whatever. I just really care about seeing like signs of improvement or signs of growth or signs of change. You know, I just need a little bit. So let me know what are your intentions or resolutions, depending on what kind of person you are, if a resolution works for you or an intention works for you? What are you calling in for this year ahead? What do you want for yourself? Feel free to either 
leave me a voicemail on the SpeakPipe. You can email me, you can DM me, whatever you want. Tell me what you want to see on the pod or why do I keep saying see? What do you want to hear on the pod in 2023? What topics? You know, as much as I said, one of my things was regarding myself as an artist and not asking people what they wanted. I do think of this as a collaboration. I think that I have to sort of own it and where it's going and where I direct things, but it doesn't exist in a vacuum. And I appreciate every single one of you who lets me know that it resonated with you. So I do think of it or I do respect that. I appreciate all of you. Like now I'm getting like strangely emotional. I feel like I'm like tearing up. What a weird space I'm in today. But so so be it. Tis authentic. I shall be this way. But I do. I really appreciate all of you. I appreciate Everyone who listens, I appreciate everyone who reaches out. This has done a lot for me and done a lot for my life and has really pushed me to grow and think and look at things and brought a lot of really wonderful things into my life. So I don't think I do (laughs) thank y'all enough. And I am so incredibly grateful to this that when I felt a real lack of clarity and direction in my life, this process of just showing up and being willing to have conversations and then listen to them back and see what was I actually saying has been so deeply clarifying and enriching for me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. May we all have the years we desire. That is my wish and intention for all of us. I'm going to face some shit, but also I hope we all, all have the year we desire. So thank you. And next week, I think the guest is, I think it's going to be Liz, also known as Sister Spinster. And we're going to be talking about magic herbs and mythology. And that should be a little less, um, I don't know. Hopefully I don't get choked up during that episode, but who knows? We're recording it tomorrow. So who's to say what could happen, but she's lined up for January and we have Vanessa coming back to talk about the astrology of 2023. And Catherine is going to be talking about perfectionism. We've got another thing about joy, all sorts of good things coming. And obviously would love to know what you would like more of as well. So until then, bye. That's all for today. If you're interested in submitting a topic, please go to anatonk.com and hit the contact button. Or you can email me at anatonk at gmail.com. If you're a fan of the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help. <laughs>